And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and I am at CampusPressBox.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. Um, unfortunately, today, of course, my faithful co-host is not available. He is uh, traveled down to Chicago to go watch uh, Milwaukee go play uh, DePaul, but news, um, we've got our, and so since that's the case, I am going completely and totally, uh, you know, CSU biased, so today I have with me, uh, I have Phil Daniels, who of course I, and of course I also have, yeah, Sorry, Phil. I and I don't know why. Um, did that on on his end? Um, and, and we also and we. Oh, Phil. Yes, there you are. Yeah, uh, I'm here. I think I just put myself on mute. <laughs> um, Phil, of course, uh, longtime Cleveland State fan. Where can people find you? Uh, pretty much. I'm on Facebook, mostly. Um, Daniels, I guess, on Facebook. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we've also got John Durda. Everybody fan. John Durda, of course, uh, Pronkville08 on, uh, on Twitter. Um, we were going to have a third state fan, Craig Jones, at Craig Willis Jones. Sorry, couldn't make it. Hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll get to you next time, man. All right, so started out with so much promise, and then not sure what happened. Valpo loses by 20 and to Oregon, and then Friday, basically, everybody, just about everybody lost. Yeah, I was kind of looking through the Horizon League, Bob. I was trying to find it's been a surprise so far this year. I really can't find one. I was looking through Valpo 3-1, and one, Oakland 4-0. Oh. I mean, those are the two teams that everyone really expected to be at the top of the conference, so no surprise there. And then you look down the rest of the league, everyone's either 2-1, two 2-2, and 1-2, one, two and, two, one and, two, and that's pretty much what we expected, a lot of blah. So really no surprises early on for me. Well, the one thing that I am kind of surprised was kind of surprised about, of course, is that you have a Youngstown State, which you know they did, you know, as you know, they as you as you both were there, and by as you both were there, as evidenced by, um, you know, your uh, Phil's video uh, video chats and all that, which is awesome, by the way, um, it was posted up on uh, various social media, the. They beat Akron, 90-82. They beat Akron and then proceed to lose three games in a row. And not really sh- – now, the the overtime lo- – they did lose in overtime against Toledo, which, you know, was awesome. You know, I mean, they, they played pretty tough. And Toledo is a pretty tough cookie, so I'm not really that surprised that they kind of – you know, that they played them pretty tough. Um Alabama and what Jacksonville State <laughs> both lost. Just Jacksonville, I think. 
Jacksonville State. It was Jacksonville State by double digits, by the way. Um, just after Jimmy and I had had given them props last week, and then they go and you know lose the next, proceed to the next, lose the next three games. It has not been a pretty pretty sight at all for the the Viking for the Viking for the Horizon League faithful, as it were. With the exception again of Oakland, who, who of course has of course of Oakland who has um, has actually done pretty well and uh, continues to shine and you know they, they they seem to be kind of the you know the, the Valpo 20 point loss at Oregon aside um, that's gonna be I think that one's gonna I don't know if that one's gonna really hurt but I think the the fact that that Oakland has started off pretty strong is is good everybody else not starting off strong not really helpful. <laughs> yeah. did, did, didn't Valpo beat Oregon last year? No, Valpo beat Oregon State last year. They narrowly lost to Oregon last year. Um, okay, okay. So, and, and Oregon State, by the way, who ended up winning the uh, – going to the NCAA tournament over Valpo, which I thought was a kind of a you know, nice cherry on the top of a, you know, a down season. So that was, that was fun. Um one other thing, uh, there is one. There was one other bright spot, mind you. There was um, uh, Northern Kentucky who beat uh, Delaware. Not sure. I'm not sure how much to take out of that one. It was a twenty. I think it was a twenty point win for for the Norse. Um, but <laughs> Delaware was one of the last. To, uh, hire their head coach, so that's that's always a problem. So they kind of missed out on a lot of different things. And the game before that, Northern Kentucky lost to Austin P, who's ranked two ninety in Ken Palm. So yeah, I don't think they're off to uh, too good a start either. Yeah, this is yeah, and and Jimmy and I have talked about this about you know you know what what does what does this league need to do in the non conference to kind of um, disprove it's going to be a down year and Friday was not that day. <laughs> Friday was not that day at all. Um, it, it, Cleveland State lost by eleven and it could have been way worse. That game was going. So the fact that they got that back to losing by 11 is probably a minor miracle in and of itself. Because um, that was, yeah, that, that first half was absolutely brutal. I didn't see the first half. I was at the Ignatius Eds High School playoff game. I saw 50 to 23 at halftime. Uh, I didn't believe it. And I checked Twitter right. and it was true. And, I don't know what to make of this team. I mean, it's a young team, but if they're going to come out of the gate spotting the other team 20, 25, 30-point leads, it's going to be a long year. It's interesting because, you know, you see – and it's it, you see kind of glimmers of it. You saw it against in the win against Canisius. You were able to see them – but like you said, yeah, you're, if, you're, if you're spotting anybody double-digit – double digit, lead at halftime or any point in time for that matter, you're going to run the risk of, you know, losing a lot of games. Now, um, 
Tennessee Martin, the the team that Cleveland State lost to, they they're 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 kind of no joke anyway because they they did they did go toe to toe with Old Miss, and I think they only lost by three. So I wasn't that optimistic that they were going to do all you know the Vikings were going to do you know as young as they are right now and as you know as much as they're trying to gel. It was kind of on the fence as to you know how well they would perform, but. The, the the shooting at one point in time, I think they were, I think they were, they they had shot thirty one percent from the field in that first half, and that's only because they were hitting shots near the end of the first half. That was literally it. And they couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. And then when you don't, you know, when when you're not being able to produce offense, it's going to make your defense really, 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 really tough. Especially the way that offense is set, up, uh, that defense is set up for Gary Waters and Cleveland State. I don't know if Phil got a chance to watch the game or what he thought of it. Uh, I think we keep running into technical difficulties with Phil. I keep getting feedback, and I don't know why. It's crazy. Is he, but um, I think it's not his end because his mic is now muted and it's not as bad. Yeah. Well. Phil, are you with us? Well, I think we lost him. He's not there. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, see. I see his microphone is muted, but beyond that, I don't know. There we go. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, to me, Cleveland State is its like two different teams out there. First half, they come out and like they don't know each other. And then after halftime, like the game against Tennessee Martin, they would actually run set plays. Um, Blunt was setting screens. Edwards was coming off the screen, hitting jump shots. Same thing with Bobby Word. But in the first, first half, it was pure crap for 20 minutes. We're going to be running into that thing a whole lot, <laughs> particularly in the non-conference. Um, and to think, Cleveland State fans, we have Kentucky to look forward to. Oh, man. Well, Phil and I are going to that game, so. Yeah, um, I believe that's on the I, – I did. I had a feeling that was on the Make Phil Great Again tour, so, yes. I, I thought I spotted that. Yeah, you, yeah you're, there, there's going to be a – there actually will be a couple of uh, – there, there will be a handful of Viking fans who do make it down to, uh, down to Lexington. Um arena so i mean it's, it's one of like the the it's kind of one of the like the temples of college basketball so you know obviously even if you you know if you get an, i guess you know if you get an opportunity to get down there obviously you want to take advantage and the last time Cleveland state played down there three years ago phil and i went and that, that was one of my favorite experiences i've ever had in the basketball game just Cleveland state leading almost the whole game and so quiet there you can hear a pin drop and then Kentucky takes over at the end, and it's so loud you can't hear the person next to you. Yes, uh, Kentucky takes it takes its basketball very, very seriously on there. So, especially especially when Drake shows up, 
Oh, Drake, I think Drake is in Phil and I are hoping up to this game. Yeah, we've we got hope for um, Ashley Judd instead. Somebody who takes uh, Kentucky basketball very seriously. So, um, the one other thing I did want to talk about, obviously, um, Bill, did you want to weigh in on the whole, uh, the whole, you know, the whole Youngstown State thing? Because I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, there's not much to say at the uh, the house that Jerry Slocum built. <laughs> the house that. They only got the one win against Akron is because John and I left with their good luck charm. Other than that, they're going to be a bottom feeder in the horizon. Well, when Phil and I left at halftime, Akron had an eight-point lead, and we were hungry, and we just figured Akron would win by 15. We left, and then Youngstown State couldn't miss in the second half. So, yeah, that, that, that's on Phil and I for uh, Akron losing. Yeah, yeah the match. Thinking of, um, so, we'll, so we'll put that on you guys. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it gives <laughs> um, a victory in that Northeast Ohio um, versus Cancer Challenge. Um, that one's coming back. Uh, I'm trying to – that one is – now next year, is that coming to Cleveland or is that – Either CSU or Akron, one of the two, I don't know. I think it's Akron next year. I don't see them going. It's a rotating um, – every school gets a chance to host that thing because it's a four-year deal. Last year, I believe, was it – Last year was in Kent. So last year as a kid, this year is in Youngstown. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is uh, I'm trying to is is he going to be in Cleveland or in Akron? You know, Phil said probably in Akron. Probably in Akron. Okay. See them rotating like right. Matt Horizon, Matt Horizon. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So then Cleveland State will close it out. Um, theoretically, they'll be playing it at the Wilson Center, depending upon they depending upon whether they approve the plan to knock it down or not. That's one of those things, Bobby. It's been talked about for what 15, 16 years, and until something actually happens, I'm not taking much stock in anything that's said. I mean, Phil probably feels the same. Yeah, the exact same way. No, they're taking. They're actually taking bids on that now because they because the site that they have the Wolstein Center on right now, they want to build housing. Three and four. Well, to me, that's a that's a fantastic idea. I mean, I've always yeah. for as long as I've been in CSU, I mean, the big problem is there's no housing. There's not enough student housing out of near campus. So any plan that adds more student housing, I'm all for. Yeah, they're 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 they've been. I mean that's that's been like a decade long kind of uh, kind of mission for CSU to get get in that general you know everywhere um, and I know they obviously they got the Euclid Commons they got the partnership with the Langston they've got Fen Tower uh, they bought the old Heritage whatever they're called I think they're calling it the Edge now the old uh, YMCA building that's under CSU jurisdiction now and then um, I guess the goal is. They are right now. They're in the bidding process to um, 
uh, not only a contractor for the housing part of it, but a contractor for the, which will now be, I guess, about, according to the article in the News Herald, it's going to be around five to 6,000 seats now. <laughs> which is probably better suited for what Cleveland State needs it for. That's just about right. I mean, you look at since I've been going to Cleveland State games almost ten years now. I mean, I can count the number of times there's more than five thousand people in there on one hand. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I think yeah. Well, and you know, and remember in the original history, it was that you know history was there I guess there wasn't you know they thought that there was going to be you know they were still working on the whole downtown arena for the Cavs at the time the planning of the Wolstein Center so and then of course the cube became came to pass and that's kind of and it, it and having you know forever and ever and ever I know that for many many years the Wolstein Center has kind of been is for you know it's a great arena. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house. It just it's just for the just for the location where it is. It's it's a little too. Well, yeah. Of course, there's always the issue of all the big time concert action shows going to the queue, but Wolstein Center is not big enough to have the you know real big max, but it's not small enough to have the small in that limbo in between area what ended up happening is when they when because i i know they were choosing between that and the i guess they were choosing when they did the original survey over the summer they were looking at it, a possibility of either using the wolstein center site or the site where the soccer field and the softball field are and i guess um, looks like they're lean, they're moving in the direction of the Wolstein Center site at this point in time. So um, I guess it makes sense because you know we know that we've been everybody you know we've been talking about the Wolstein Center forever and ever and ever. So I mean it, it doesn't you know it, it's it's probably it's probably time a point where we need to start having that conversation about what what the next move is. The, the one other thing I did want to talk about today um, is that, um, again, Oakland is 4-0 now, and they're the only undefeated team in the Horizon League right now. Um, if every, now, everybody remembers, you know, over the, during the offseason, uh, a gentleman by the name of Isaiah Brock, he was, um, he had spent some time in the military, um, he went to the military straight from straight from high school. Um, he was kind of recognized his grades weren't really up to par, so he decided to. Uh, the military was uh, was his best foot forward. So he took he took a, took a couple of college classes while in the military, and then um, what happened was, I guess during uh, you know an over uh, during a vi- during an overseas visit, he had uh, he had met Greg Campy. Campy was impressed enough with uh, Brock that he decided he was going. He wanted. He said, you know, whenever you get out of the military, come 
you know, come to Oakland. And so he, he, you know, Brock took him up on it. And so Brock came in, took some classes over the summer. Um, and then of course the NCAA um, decided to over, uh, decided, Hey, we're going to just look at, we're just going to look at your high school grades and kind of put the kibosh on him starting this year. Consideration of course, however, NCAA decided to change its mind and, and Brock was able to you know, be able to start playing this year. So um, it was thought that he was going to be kind of a role player. He was going to, you know, he was going to, you know, contribute some minutes. Um, he was still, he's still kind of learning, learning the game and everything, but it looks like he's learning it a lot faster uh, than everybody expected because he is going, the next game that uh, Oakland has, he's going to be starting. Wow. That is you know, talk about a you know, talk about a really good story coming out of the Horizon League. That that whole thing was coming out of Oakland with Isaiah Brock. Well, it also shows the power of social media. I mean, I remember there was so much outrage over that decision. I, I was one of the people that really uh, quote unquote gave it to the NCA on that one. So, so man, I mean, what are you going to do? It's the NCAA. Um, one of the things that I brought up, because um, I actually wrote about this, I actually wrote wrote about this particular story, um, the aftermath of them changing their mind in Campus Press Box. I had, um, it is kind of something just because of my background in higher education, um, this idea of, you know, military service in terms of, um, you know, education when you go through military training obviously most of that stuff is you know that most of that stuff is things that, things that are not not transferable um he was i believe he, he was a mortuary science and he spent he spent a think if, if if i look you know to get a like an associate's degree in there it's like the equivalent of being there you know having year or two to get yours. He was doing that in the military. I always, I always kind of ask about that whole idea. Um, not, not just on it in terms of the CAA, but in terms of um, general, what role um, ability should, you know, schools have to be able to um, get, give, get, Give vets a credit, some sort of credit for the training that they that that they that takes place during this, you know, while they're in the military. I mean, it's right your Say, what's that? I'd be interested to hear Phil's thoughts on that one because I, I I I'm not really sure, um, you know, what if it's direct directly relevant to what's normal college or, you know, I I'm not well well-informed on that topic yeah. enough to really comment. <laughs> Me too. Um, it's very interesting. Okay. I mean, Bob, you probably know better so than it's us. It's going to be a question that I'm just going to keep asking myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, again, yeah. I, I, I'm lost folks. You there, Bob? I don't hear Bob. <laughs> oh, there he is. The one thing that I'm 
Sorry? We lost you there for a second, but now you're back. Okay. Bummer. But yeah, the, you know, he, but regardless of, you know, all, uh, become a, four games in, he's become a solid contributor. I mean, to the point where he's starting. I mean, yeah, that, that's either, you know, and to me, that's a testament to, you know, this, here's a kid who's, you know, who, mind to understand his shortcomings coming out of high school i mean he you know he was a little on distance so we go into the military that, you know kind of fill that uh, you know fill that void and he and it looks to me like he's done the He's, you know, he didn't spend, you know, just to get to the point where he's organized basketball. I mean, he, um, to get to a point where he is able to kind of acclimate into Division One basketball, to he is able to to the point where his game. That's absolutely. I. That's really a. Amazing. Yeah, he looks to be. Um, and he will be. Let's see. He, he, I, I've never seen him play, but he looks tall at six eight. But looks to be pretty skinny. His weight's listed at one ninety one. Yeah, he's giving them almost six and four a game. Um, he's eleven of twelve from the field. He's doing something right out there. The next, the next team is against Nevada on Wednesday, it looks and, like. Yeah, that's it. And that's the – I think the – yeah, the next time they play, they're playing yeah, against uh, Nevada. Yeah, Wednesday. So, I mean, yeah, it's like – did I read that correctly? Are they playing at 1 a.m. on Wednesday? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Um, yeah. um, maybe better one. I'll probably wake up. Phil and I will either be already home if it's 1 a.m. late Thursday, or we'll be in Cincinnati in a hotel room. One of the two. One. No, it's 1 a.m. late Wednesday. Okay, then we'll, we'll already be yeah, back. It's one, uh, yeah. One thirty. Yeah, a, yeah. So yeah, one a.m. One a. Yeah, uh, Wednesday is a looks like schedule because you have a one o'clock. That game's on TV too, Phil. It's a CBS Sports Network. Oh, yeah, and then if they win or lose, they're playing later that day at four p.m. or nine thirty. Eastern time. Is that a tournament? Yes. So, yeah. It, it might be. Um, yeah, I'm trying to double check on the shootout. 
twice. Yeah, I couldn't. Remember, I knew that Oakland was going to a, a one of those exempt attorneys. I couldn't remember when to save my life. So yeah, the great love. So. Um. All right. So if there is if there is no other. Uh, if there is nothing else, um, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, wrap this up. Um, gentlemen, a pleasure to speak with you guys. Yeah, it was fun, Bob. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Nice filling in for Jimmy. Not. <laughs> Phil filled in for Jimmy. I filled in for Craig Bones Jones. <laughs> yeah, the substitutes, not the super fans. Five years out of those videos, I'm still trying to shake that label, you know, Phil? <laughs> you can't shake it. I can't. It's it's for life. Looking that way. All right. Um, and as always, you know, the Horizon Roundtable is on uh, fourlights.fm. Find it wherever good found. Stitcher, you name it, we're there. So... Gentlemen, again, it's been a pleasure, and for everybody, we will see you.